Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 159 of WFS, the Will Ford Show. And as promised, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Ford, my dad, joining the show. Uh, mostly going to talk some Dallas Cowboys stuff because we're big Dallas Cowboys fans, but also just massive news that continues to break on a daily basis in the NFL. So two things we're going to talk about mostly and probably a lot of side conversations on other stuff that's going on in the NFL. But uh, dad, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. It's long overdue. And just for the record, I am a man. I don't know about the man, but I am a man. You're the man. I'm just a man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it is overdue, like four years overdue. But our, our Dallas Cowboys, we'll get into them um, kind of, I guess, in the second half of the show uh, because neither of us are all too pleased with what they've done this offseason. But last night, we'll start with last night. Or maybe we'll start with today, actually, because Deshaun Watson got cleared to he got cleared of all of his legal troubles, all of his criminal charges with, I I guess, the stuff with the 22 different massage therapists and all that stuff. I'm not going to pretend I know everything about that situation because I don't know anything, but he's free of criminal charges, which means that he can play in the NFL. He's probably going to get suspended by the league, I assume, like the personal conduct policy and everything. But it was limited to, to four teams that he was going to pick from. The Cleveland Browns, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, and the New Orleans Saints. Yesterday, the Browns were out and the Carolina Panthers were out. So it was down to the Falcons and Saints. The Falcons tight end, Kyle Pitts, tweeted that things were about to get real scary in Atlanta, referencing probably Deshaun Watson picking the Falcons. And then today, Deshaun Watson does a U-turn and picks the Browns. And I was shocked when you said it to me earlier today. So your initial reaction to Deshaun Watson going to uh, the Browns? I'm shocked. I mean, because they said he was he was done with the Browns. They were out of the running. So I didn't see that even being a possibility. I was expecting Atlanta just because that's where he's from. But, um, you know, the all this that went down with Deshaun Watson and, and his massage sessions whatever you call it definitely comes with a happy ending for the browns because they have uh the quarterback that they need (laughs) (laughs) you know that's you know that's you know respectable that you know that's fair well but is it though because he could get suspended well for the first uh, we don't know how long it could be like half the season that he's suspended for and if that's the case. You can call next season maybe a wash for the Browns, and then they they retool for next year, like the following season. I haven't heard any talk about him possibly being suspended. I would have thought. I would have thought if that was going to happen, that would have been last year. Because even though he didn't play, he was still like was he he's, still part of the team. He was still part of the Texans roster, but he was not. He wasn't a part of the fifty-three man roster, which means he wasn't like dressing on the sideline or anything for games. He was just. Still a part of the roster, but just couldn't play. I think he was like on an exempt list or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know about suspension. I, I guess I, I haven't heard any talk about it, so I, I, just, I would be surprised if there was any. I'm just guessing just because of the personal conduct policies, even though he's not getting any criminal charges or anything, to be in that situation anyways, and the fact that it is 22 cases that were just um, – of what's the word uh, not like pushed to the side but like they were negated i get like they're no longer cases anymore and at least criminally yeah well criminally yes he could have civil lawsuits but the fact that there were 22 of them and that he was in that situation to begin with feel like there's got to be something well, I kind of see it as he missed the whole season last year. He never played a down. Well, but I, so. don't, I don't think he could play because of the potential charges, though. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but I would be surprised if he has any any suspension upcoming. I haven't heard any talk about that. So, so how do you think it looks on the NFL then if they don't suspend him and then he just plays after all of this just kind of gets dismissed? That's the word I was looking for. Well, like it was dismissed. Like I said, he didn't play at all last year. So to me, that's. That's time served. I mean, that's fair enough. He lost the whole year of his career. I mean, stats and and whatnot. So and and he's going to come back and play, and he hasn't played in two years. I mean, that's fair enough. I, I I would be surprised, really surprised if they if they suspended him. So in return, <clears throat> the Texans got three first round picks, 
a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and then I think they're going to swap fifth or sixth round picks or something in a future year. But basically, the the Texans are getting five picks for Deshaun Watson. And a week or, or, or so ago, we saw Russell Wilson get traded to the Broncos for, I think, five picks and three players. So does this seem like a fair deal to you? Because I feel like Deshaun Watson, even he may not be better than Russell Wilson now, but he's certainly significantly younger and could play a lot longer, assuming he stays injury-free. You could have Deshaun Watson a lot longer than you could have Russell Wilson. Do you think that's a fair deal? Just five picks and no players involved? I, that's more than I expected, to be honest. What did you expect? I was expecting maybe a couple first rounders, and that was, <clears throat> and that would be it. I, it seems, I mean, it's a steep price to pay for for somebody that the Texans. I feel like they have to move because I don't think they can have him be part of the team anymore. Obviously, I, I agree. Well, and plus they, I mean, they drafted a quarterback last year to play in his place, and Davis Mills from Stanford ended up playing actually like pretty decent given the circumstances. I know the Texans roster is just awful, but he played pretty well. So, I mean, you kind of have to rock with what you got, I guess, and just just let him go. But it all depends on how bad you want somebody, which you're willing to give. And Cleveland, Cleveland gave a lot to get him. Hopefully it pays dividends. I mean, they're getting – hopefully they're getting – what we are used to seeing, and with being off for two years, I'm not sure how he's going to look the first. Well, he should be fresh. First year. He, no doubt should be fresh. I would be kind of concerned about injuries, seeing how he hasn't played for two years. That, like the durability, like of not getting hit for two years, like what will his, how is, well, how will his body react to getting hit? Right, right. Yeah. Now, the the real big thing with this trade, though, is, is the ripple effect, because... A lot of mad people. Well, because... There was drama when the Browns started looking at Deshaun Watson and having this conversation, and Baker got mad. Baker Mayfield requested a trade, and then after Deshaun Watson said no the first time, the Browns were like, yeah, we're not granting your trade request. You can shut up and play for us. You can. We'll see you in the offseason whenever we start. But now they got Deshaun Watson. So what happens with Baker then? Because oh, obviously he's not included in that trade for the – Texans because the Texans already have a quarterback. So where what do you think happens there with Baker? I'm not sure where he goes, but he's not going to be with the Browns. I mean, obviously not. If you have somebody that doesn't want to be part of the team, then why would you want to force someone to remain with the team because they're not I mean, at this point he's going to be a backup, it'd be a great backup at that. Yeah, but, I agree. But you're paying but not, a lot. not for $19 million this season. Yeah, that's what I'm be. thinking. You're paying a lot of money for somebody that's going to be a backup. And, you know, there's there's hurt feelings there. Yeah. You know, Baker, he's, I mean, understandably so. I'd be upset, too, if somebody was, if they were talking to somebody to replace me. And, right. and, and, and then if it didn't go through, you're going to be salty. And if it does go through, well, I mean, yeah, he's going to be salty. I mean, he has every right to be. And. So where he goes, I don't know. Maybe he ends up in Indy. That that was my number one option just off the top of my head, and that's also like where he would prefer to go. But I feel like he's past the point of leveraging where he wants to go just because of how he handled it to begin with. And so I don't think I don't think the Browns are gonna grant him any wishes by sending him wherever he wants. I don't know if Indianapolis is the place he goes. I Seattle's another one that comes to mind. Maybe the Panthers would. It would be funny to see him go to Pittsburgh. It'd be hilarious, but they just signed Mitch Trubisky, though, to a two-year deal, so I don't... Yeah, but, I mean... I I would rather... For the money, I'd rather Mitch Trubisky. Really? They're only paying Mitch Trubisky $8 million a year, two years, $16 million. Mitch Trubisky gets a lot of hate, but he's a 29-21 and 21 record, two playoff appearances with the Chicago Bears, who had a great defense, a very average offense, and terrible coaching. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was fine. He doesn't have a great arm. He's very mobile, though, very athletic. I would rather, for the price, I'd rather Trubisky than Mayfield. I'm not saying Trubisky's better. I'm just saying for the price and for next year, I would rather Trubisky. I mean, I could probably go either way, but I would almost lean more towards Baker. I just I just think he's more rounded than Mitchell is. I, I, I would agree with that as a thrower, but for the price, and I, I don't think... I don't know if the Steelers would be interested in in him or not, but I don't think they would trade for him now, knowing that they've they've just brought in Trubisky. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because there's not many places left for 
quarterbacks to go. Indianapolis, Seattle, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, maybe if they want to try to make a trade now. Maybe Atlanta. If I, I, Matt Ryan's mad, then, then he, if he's salty and he wants to get traded. And, that's and, the other part of this, too, is that the Falcons were in on it, and then Matt Ryan's now upset that they went behind his back and tried to bring in Watson. So the Falcons are now trying to smooth it over, cover up their tracks, but they're also allowing him to explore his options, too. So I don't I, – where does Matt Ryan go? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. There's been been a lot of surprises and just in the last week. I mean, makes you scratch your head, especially today with Deshaun Watson. That was completely out of left field. Did not see that coming at all because... Because he had already ruled him out. Yeah, so I guess it's smoke and mirrors. Have you ever seen... Because obviously you've you've had more years on this earth than I have. Have you ever seen an offseason <laughs> like this ever? And I guess in any sport, but the NFL specifically? No, I, I can't say as I have, but I, I mean, nothing really stands out to me other than when, you know, they the Cowboys made the big Herschel Walker trade back in, what was it, 89 or... 89 or 90. Yeah, and they uh, traded, I think it was to Minnesota, and they got yeah. all these picks and stuff. And I mean, it's in terms of maybe not the whole NFL as an impact, but that was huge for the Cowboys. Well, the Russell Wilson trade kind of rival, I think that's the biggest trade we've seen since the Herschel Walker trade back in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, that blows me away too because I didn't I didn't see him going anywhere. I just thought he was a little disgruntled with the way things were and him and Pete Carroll are kind of joined at the hip. But... Well, and Russell Wilson has a no trade clause too. So Russell Wilson is trying to make it sound like he had, like he didn't initiate this. He's not completely innocent in it. I No, he's not. Well, because he started it all last year with the list of teams that he had. The Broncos, I don't think, were on the list, but it was like the Raiders, the Cowboys were on it, the Saints, and uh, some other team was Bears, the Chicago Bears. So he started it last year, and I I think he added the Broncos to the list knowing that they needed a quarterback. They have a good roster. There's no way he wasn't involved at all. He's, well, he's been involved for two years. I mean, he made waves last year about – you know, not really wanting to be there. And he hadn't really said much, I guess, at the end of the season. But, I mean, the seed was planted. Yes. And you see what the the bounty is as a result. So, and then the good other for, good for Denver. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Bad for Seattle. I don't know how you let somebody like that go. But then again, if you have somebody that doesn't want to be there, it. I mean, it's it's hard to have – it's hard to have good team cohesion when you when your star, your best player, the leader of your team doesn't really want to be there. And the Seahawks in return got did they get two firsts? I think two or three firsts, and then they got a second and a third, I think. And then they got three players. They got Drew Locke, the Missouri quarterback, in return. They got a defensive lineman, Shelby Harris, who I think is thirty years old, but. Defensive linemen can play into their mid or late 30s. And then they got Noah Fant, too, who's a young tight end that's pretty good. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good haul, but the problem is the Seahawks got all those picks. But in the last 10 years, they've not been a great drafting team at all. It seems like they always draft like running backs, and they never turn out to be anything. So I don't – it's like A value, but I don't know if it ends up being an A like win for them if they don't hit some home runs in the draft. Well, to me, when they when they let him go, they pretty much let their team go. Yeah, granted, they got great receivers and whatnot, but I mean, you've seen how they did when he wasn't playing last year when he was injured. That's true. And so maybe that makes it a little easier to to deal him when you have a season like that. That I guess you can build off. Well, of. Well, I guess but even even when he came back, though, they weren't winning games. This is true, but guy didn't want really want to be there. I don't think either. So. That's true. I guess it comes a point in time you hate to to move on. I mean, but sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. Myself, I would rather have Russell Wilson than I would Deshaun Watson. Really? Yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson has never been in trouble like Deshaun Watson for one. That's fair. Makes you a little nervous about anything in the future, which I I think Deshaun Watson's going to be a lot more careful about how he handles his business. Sure. 
Um, but Russell Wilson has all that experience. He's won a Super Bowl. He should have won two Super Bowls. He honestly, could have won. He could have <clears> been a <throat> dynasty if Pete Carroll runs the ball at the four-yard line instead of throwing a pass. But that's that's a whole other conversation for another day. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, Deshaun, we'll, we'll see how great he is. I mean, he's going to Cleveland, and you know how things tend to happen in Cleveland. Yeah, that, that's that's true. The fr- it's really the front office is a mess there. I mean, you bring in a guy like Odell Beckham, and you you think that's going to automatically elevate your team, but it it didn't didn't. And then Odell leaves and goes to the Rams, and then immediately contributes. And then even though he got hurt in the Super Bowl, I mean. He was still he still had a touchdown in that game when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, it's just unbelievable. I I don't even know. I think about this. I, I'll go back to the uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl that they should have won against the Patriots real fast because if you think about this, if the Seahawks either complete that pass and score or just run it in with Marshawn Lynch and win the game, Tom Brady loses. I think what would have been his third Super Bowl in a row because he would have lost to the Giants twice. And then lost the uh, the Seahawks. Does that change the entire like like the, the Seahawks could potentially become a dynasty? Could Tom Brady then be the first guy to be like, hey, like I kind of want out of here. We've lost three Super Bowls in a row. Could he have left New England earlier than he did? Uh, I mean, he could have. It's hard to say. I mean, he's a different. Obviously, he's a different person last year than he was. At that time, I mean, people changed, philosophies changed or whatnot. Maybe he wanted another challenge or whatever. But to me, Tom Brady has a charmed life because (laughs) if you take away a couple of lucky plays, he doesn't have but half of the Super Bowl wins that he has. That's true. I mean. There's give and take everywhere. But he's got them. I mean, you can't take them away from him. Well, he was, I mean, the Seahawks won. He was handed, though. They should have lost. Should have. He didn't. He didn't but. win the game. Malcolm Butler made a great play, and Pete Carroll made a stupid call. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of guys with a bad taste in their mouth that will. It's permanently. It's true. There. The other big trade from yesterday, I I didn't see this one coming at all. So the Packers traded Devonte Adams, their star wide receiver. Many people consider him to be the best receiver in the league to the Las Vegas Raiders for only a first and a second round pick. Your reaction to that trade yesterday when you when I told you that because I think I told you. Well, again, you got somebody that doesn't want to be there. I mean, they were going to franchise tag him. He said he wouldn't sign it. And um, Aaron Rodgers, he won the battle, but I think he lost the war. Yeah, he's oh, gosh. making big bucks, but it came at a cost. And I think I think um, it's going to come back to bite him big time. Ugh. I didn't see it coming, but, you know, they spent all that time on Aaron Rodgers. And with their thinking being that, okay, we'll be good. Everybody else is going to want to stay because we get Aaron signed. Well, that's not the case. Devontae, I'm sure he probably felt slighted by the whole process. And, you know, that's great. Aaron Rodgers is getting all this money. Uh, but what about me? I deserve to make the money too. So Yeah, well, and I think the Packers offered him a contract that was very similar to the one that he just got with the Raiders when the Raiders traded for him is either similar or like pretty close to the same. I think the Raiders made a might offer it a little bit more, but Adams said no. And then that's when the trade happened. And then that's when the negotiations for a new deal in Las Vegas happened. But Adams was going to get his money. Well, and he still said no. I think he got tired of the circus for one. It is Aaron Rodgers, but they also were talking today on sports center about how, he has a home in Las Vegas, and he spends off-season time with uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr and their good friends, and he's uh, excited to go play with them. Well, so. they they played in college together at Fresno State. They were college teammates, actually. Yeah. So, so I mean, it. I mean, you think about it, it fits. But I mean, I think it's kind of funny to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan by any means. No. It's almost to me like poetic justice. Yeah, you were. Whining and crying the last two years about it's all about you, basically. Well, you made it all about you, and now you going to have to earn your money and make everybody else around you better. I find it hilarious because I think it was all about money from the get. I, I think he had to have known that Devontae probably didn't want to play under the franchise tag and was probably maybe going to want out. 
when he signed. And I don't know if he I, – I would I would like to think you would care about that. Like your best receiver, your only – I mean, that's your offense. It's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They don't have anything else. So if he's gone, I mean, you'd throw into an old as dirt Randall Cobb. No offense to – I mean, Randall Cobb's had a great career, but he's old now. He's not the guy he once was. Well, who are you throwing to on offense now? I just can't believe that he would willingly sign for that much money and and then watch his only option walk out the door. Well, they were showing stats today for the receivers that are remaining, and I think between the three of them, they had less than 800 yards yes. last season. But the problem with Aaron Rodgers might make some people mad by saying it, but he has an ego as big as God's. That's true. He thinks he's God. Well, okay, let's see you part the waters. Let's see you make. So do you think there's more pressure on Aaron Rodgers? So two questions. If he resigns and then the team stays mostly the same, like Devontae Adams stays and everything, do you think there's more pressure on him in that scenario to, to win? Or is it now without Devontae Adams and it seems like everything's kind of crumbling around you? It's, there's more pressure on him now because Devontae Adams can go get the ball. He can make catches that not every receiver can make. And you've got three average, if that, receivers <laughs> if that is very, on your team, yeah. which last year they had issues with them dropping balls and not making catches. Well, guess what? You Unless, unless they spend a lot of time in the offseason working on that, getting better, I think you're going to see a lot of that next season, which is fine by me because – yeah. Every every game they lose well, is is a feather in my cap. I don't think I'm the concerned. Packers win the NFC North next year. I think I would say the Vikings. <laughs> if I, I had to bet today, I, I'm not going to bet against Green Bay because they tend to tear our hearts out and yes. disappoint us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. fair. Yeah, but I mean it, that's just my feeling today, just because Aaron doesn't have a receiver to throw to, and I mean they'll they'll have a couple first round picks though, so they can draft a receiver and who knows if they draft a guy who ends up being a stud then maybe maybe it ends up working out but there's only one receiver out there that i can think of that would maybe be some help to him and that's jarvis landry i don't think anybody's picked him up yet granted no. granted he's not he's not the same receiver he's as not, you lost no, but he's, he's not better ex- than he's probably better than what you have oh i agree yeah he's the only legit Number one, well, like he is a number one receiver, but he's just not a flashy guy. He's just a good, like short, medium route runner with good hands. He's not like he's not going to blow your doors off with speed or anything. But he's just a solid receiver. Julio Jones is on the market, but again, he's thirty three and way past his prime, and he only had one touchdown and like thirty three catches last year. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I forgot about Julio, but I I wouldn't be opposed to, to taking him on the team i, I mean, mean you, you might know, as well you know what he brings to the table i just think he had a bad year last year he went to a new team and he got injured and and the tennessee relies more on the run granted derrick henry was out that yeah for like 10 seasons yeah. but i i i just don't think he fit in well you you might as well take it ch- i mean granted given what you have i mean it doesn't hurt bringing in julio jones if you can if he's willing to sign with whatever money you have left after giving Aaron Rodgers $50 million. But I think you go get the bees. Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley. I love Cole Beasley, man. Cole Beasley's great. I wish the Cowboys never got rid of him in the first place, but he is on the market. You could bring him in too. But again, he's only a slot receiver. Doesn't run any deep routes. He's not going to be a, a like a game wrecker for you. He's just going to be like a solid third down guy. Kind of, He's very much like Randall Cobb, just a little younger and better. That's it. Well, I'm anxious to see him earn his money and prove that he is the best quarterback, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see now that you don't have your best weapon. So here, here's a question for you. I'm going to force you to put your general manager hat on. If you were the general manager of the Packers, would you have re-signed Aaron Rodgers and then traded Devontae away for a first and a second round pick, which I think is kind of low to be honest but would you do that or would you rather have because i think the broncos i think their number one option was rogers and then once rogers resigned they went to russ would you have given him away to the broncos and gotten all those picks and possibly those players and then kept Devonte adams and then you roll with like jordan love who they drafted two years ago 
in the first round. Would you have done that, or would you have done what the Packers just did? Well, I don't see Jordan Love as an answer. I mean, he went out and played some last year when Aaron was out. One game. I I just... And he played against the Chiefs. In fairness to him, he had to try to keep up with the Chiefs. Granted, that was a low-scoring game, but like that's to go and play against the Chiefs in your first game was kind of hard. I mean, he hasn't done anything to make me think that he's the next Aaron Rodgers. Only, but then again... He's only played one game, though. Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything when he was backing up Red Favre that make you think that's he was going to be... That's what I'm saying. There's a famous video. It's from Thanksgiving Day, like back in the mid-2000s. It's us playing against the Packers. And Brett Favre was, got hurt in the game. And Rodgers comes in and Chris Collinsworth said... Yeah, I don't think you're gonna, green. If you're Green Bay, I don't think you're going to win a whole lot of games with uh, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And then now look where we are now, you know, 15, 16 years later. So, I mean, Jordan Love could be an answer. We just haven't seen enough of him, I don't think. He's only played one game, in fairness to him. Yeah. I, and it's Aaron Rodgers you're competing with. Well, I, I just think they, they needed to force Aaron Rodgers' hand. They needed to have him make a decision sooner because the longer they. Drug, drug it out. I mean, that was well, like free agency. All these guys making moves, and yeah, I mean, you're spending all the time on Aaron Rodgers. Well, you lost one of your best players because of that, I believe. So it was all about Aaron Rodgers. You didn't really give Devontae any any time to, to like try to get a deal before that. Yeah, that deadline for the franchise tag. Yeah, even though you can still try to get a deal before then, but like. I think Devontae didn't even want the tag to be – he didn't want that placeholder to begin with. He wanted the deal well beforehand. Right. I mean, he didn't want to play under the franchise tag. That's why he said he wouldn't sign it. I mean, obviously it's less money, but, I mean, that seemed to be Green Bay's thinking that, oh, we'll just franchise tag him. He ain't going nowhere. Well, well, I think they, they would have tried to get – well, like, they tried to give him a deal, and I, he said no. Well, like, it was too late at that point because they'd done – Pissed them off, right? Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying that, like, it's not like they didn't want to give him a deal. I, I, I'm like, I'm following what you're saying by like Aaron Rodgers. They took too long with him, and they couldn't get a deal done with Devonte before that franchise tag. So they had to franchise tag him in order to have him on the roster to then work out a deal. And to your point, he was upset that he was even tagged in the first place, and. So I don't think he would have signed, even if it was more than what the Raiders were offering. As far as Rodgers goes, I, I wouldn't have took all those picks for a trade. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Who wouldn't want him on your team? But for $50 million and you're letting you, – you, you're not going to have that. I mean, look at the offense around him right now. There's not much. Well, he's going to get a chance to prove that he is what he thinks he is. I don't know. I think I would have let him go and taken a bunch of picks and taken Jordan Love for a spin and see what he does. Uh, it's it's kind of a flip of the coin because you don't know exactly what's going to happen if you go one way or you go the other. So he's Aaron Rodgers. He's been the MVP for the last two years. It's true. So with the AFC West now then, because Russ is now in Denver and the Broncos also added Randy Gregory from our Cowboys. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but they appear to have a, like a Super Bowl ready roster. We know what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs just added Juju Smith-Schuster to their wide receivers today the los angeles chargers traded for khalil mack they signed jc jackson the corner from the the patriots who had a lot of interceptions last year they're making a lot of money moves uh and then the raiders who just brought in Devontae adams their offense looks like it could be as lethal as any offense in the league if you had to pick a team from that division to to win the division i legitimately i think all four of those teams can make the playoffs like the the three wild card teams could legitimately be three AFC West teams, which is insane. But if you had to pick a team that you feel strongly about today to win the division, who would you pick? Uh, I don't think it's the Chiefs. You don't think so? I think they've kind of fallen off the last couple of years, even though they do make a deep run and all those things. I just I just don't think the Chiefs are what they were a few years ago. But teams are kind of catching up to speed a little bit with them, I think. Yeah, and you can see. I mean. Mahomes, he's not, he's not uh, perfect. But he's 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 actually kind of reckless if you think about it. Right, like all of those throws in the beginning of his career, he was making all the throws, but no one knew he could do that. So no one had tape on it, so no one could stop it. But now that people know that he tends to just sling it, they'll look 
sometimes I think you can kind of read that a little bit better. So I, I wouldn't say it'd be the Chiefs. I'm I want to say Denver just because with Russell Wilson coming on board, and then shoring up the defense a little bit. But I I kind of feel like the Chargers could their roster if it's healthy. the The problem is their defense has never been healthy. Like Derwin James, their safety is never healthy. Joey Bosa seems like he gets hurt every year. Cleo Mack got hurt last year and missed, I think, like 10 or 11 games. If they're not healthy, then you're relying on that offense again. Injuries could happen to any team. A lot of things look great on paper, but you got to have two other things. You got to have, you got to have luck. Yeah. I mean, and that, and then you got to be injury free. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to win games when you got, when your players are injured and they're not on the field. Or if they're not able to perform, you know, the way they normally do. I mean, yeah, the guy might be out there at 60, 70%, which is better than some other players, but it's like, gosh, what, you know, what can we be if, if, if all of our guys are 100%, which, yeah. but that's the nature of the game. I mean, injuries come into it. Uh, luck. I mean, like I said, Tom Brady, I think he's had a charmed life. He hasn't won every Super Bowl he's been in, but, <laughs> but he's, I mean, but he's, <clears throat> He's more likely to get to a Super Bowl in a season than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. Like if Steph, like if the NBA season started today, Steph Curry's first three-point shot—that's a lower percentage shot than Tom Brady making it to a Super Bowl in an entire NFL season. And speaking of Tom Brady, I don't see the Buccaneers going back to the Super Bowl. I just don't think they'll be there. Why? Why? Because they're not the team they were two years ago. I mean, they did have a lot of injuries. Like Chris Godwin got hurt at the end of the year, one of their best receivers. Their secondary was annihilated all year. I remember, like in the first game of the year, our, we knocked out one of their corners because he had a. Remember, he like dislocated his elbow or something right, on a touchdown right. catch. Yep. And uh, so, like, he was knocked out a majority of the year. I think it was Sean Murphy bunting. I don't know. I feel like they'll be healthier. Uh, and I don't. I- I don't see the Rams going back to the Super Bowl. I well, mean, it's hard to repeat, but right. But if you think about that, like the AFC has so many great teams with elite quarterbacks. So the Browns now have Deshaun Watson, assuming he's playing the entire season. Russ in Denver, Derek Carr, I think is pretty good in in Las Vegas with that offense. Now you have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and the Bills are still there. Uh, the Patriots made the playoffs with Mac Jones. The Titans, they were the number one seed with Ryan Tannehill, but that, I mean, their running game is just so dominant. Can't stop them, really. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who out Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can't be any more injury riddled than they were last year. Like the AFC is so loaded. You look at the NFC, the only teams I can think of at, like at the top are like the Rams, the Bucks with Tom Brady, and I was going to say the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but I don't know if I can count on that anymore. I don't want to say us because I I never want to overhype us. I I don't hop on our own hype train. I I don't know who I can point to in the NFC and say they're number one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It's going to take a few games, I think, to see what's going on. You know, the Packers have always been good, even if they don't make deep runs. But they're dangerous. At least they were dangerous. I just I just I'm like you. I don't see the Packers. I I just. To me, when you lose somebody like that, you take a step back. Yeah, I agree. I, if I had to put money on it today, I would say, I would say the Buccaneers because you don't bet against Tom Brady. Because uh, then Tom Brady puts his head down <clears> on the <throat> sideline and then he goes uh, to work. I was so looking forward to having the season without Tom Brady. Are you surprised that he came back? I, I am, but I'm not. I just I kind of feel like. It was too good to be true, like when he left. I kind of feel like he couldn't stand the thought of not being talked about of not being. I don't think Tom Brady's about the attention though. I think he's just about the work. Like I just don't I just don't think he could handle not playing. Well he's been playing since what, nineteen ninety nine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean so he's been I there. think he was drafted in 01, actually. He's been there a long time. I I I think he should have just said, Oh, give me a couple months to think about it. I agree. Doing I, what he did. I agree. Because if he was that if I don't think Tom Brady doesn't just make decisions like that and then just change his mind. I feel like he he had to have been on the fence. Yeah. Unless he was like, I don't want to play anymore. And then his family was like, we'll we'll give you one more year that you have our blessing to play one more season. I don't know. But like that was kind of odd to me because Tom Brady 
I feel like is usually pretty certain about everything he does. Well, we'll, we'll see how it how it translates on the field this year. I, 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 I'm I'm surprised he came back, but I mean it's Tom Brady. You shouldn't be surprised. But I, I if I had to pick a team, I would pick I would pick the Bucks today because I can't bet again. I mean, listen. They were down what, like thirty to three to the Rams in the NFC divisional round, and you and I watched it. You and I watched him just march this team back, and they tied the game. And then the last drive, I mean, the, the Rams had the ball last, so they were able to get in field goal range and two plays. And I mean, that's not on Tom Brady; that's on their defense. But like Tom Brady put them in position to do that. They almost won. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Uh, I was, I was happy of, they did. I was kind of rooting for it, to be honest with you. I was kind of rooting for it. I was happy that they didn't. I was thinking, that's it. It's over. It's done. We can move on and talk about anything else other than Tom Brady. Well, you get to talk about it for at least one more season, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. If he wins an eighth one. He said unfinished business. Like, what does that mean? You've won seven Super Bowls. You have three MVPs. You have, like, every record ever. What do you mean unfinished business? I think it just goes down to he said he wanted to play till he was 45. That's true. He turns 45 just before the new season starts. So, I mean, he doesn't really have anything left to prove. Obviously, the guy still wants to play, loves the game. But I'm not at all enthused that he's back. I was kind of looking forward to a fresh start, but, you know, that's fine. We'll run it back one more year, I guess. So much crazy stuff, though. And unfortunately, our Cowboys are committing, they're committing acts that are contributing to this craziness and not in a good way for us because we're giving away players to other teams. We traded Amari Cooper to the Browns and it seemed like I was fine with it if like they had Baker Mayfield, right? But now they have Deshaun Watson. So I'm no longer enthused. We only got a fifth round pick for it and then we swapped six, which I don't care about that. That doesn't mean anything to me. What I, I get that he, he costs us twenty million dollars. He's expensive, and we're trying to free up money and whatnot. But why? Why only a fifth round pick? Like I just don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. I don't know what they're thinking is. But uh, I mean, would I like to have him on the team? Of course, I like to have him on yeah. the team. But he didn't. To me, he didn't. He wasn't a great contributor last year. There were a couple games where he disappeared. It made me scratch my head. I don't know if it's on him or on the OC, the head coach, or whatever. But he got key plays. Uh, you know, you and he's to, on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm him, I mean, if that was Michael Irvin, say put me in the damn game. He says, right. "What are you doing? Get me off the sideline." Right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hate to see him go, but I, I. I I don't it's just know. for I'm fine if you want to get rid of him, fine. But don't say first that you're going to cut him if you can't restructure the contract, and then go from cutting him. Oh well, let's see if we can find a trade partner. Because I feel like this is my philosophy. If you say you're going to cut someone, and then you backtrack and you say, oh, let's try to trade him first, that immediately decreases the value of the player by like fifty percent. So I feel like we could have gotten probably like a third for Amari yeah. Cooper. Yeah. And I would have been, I would have been like still sad, but like I would be okay with a third round pick. But you're giving me a, a day three pick. No one watches really the draft, uh, the draft on day three. So I'm not that excited about a fifth round pick for a top fifteen receiver in the league. Yeah, I, I know how you feel, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I just scratch my head at, at what they've done this off season because it doesn't, it hasn't done anything to make us better, or at least the same. I'd rather just keep the same team and run it back again. Right. And this. I mean, but we don't know what goes on in locker rooms. We don't know. Well, supposedly, after the loss to the 49ers in the playoffs, Amari and Dak had a, an argument. I don't know how true this is because I only saw one report. I was I, No one really jumped on this. Supposedly, Amari was calling Dak a black Kirk Cousins. And we know about Kirk Cousins' shortcomings when it comes to big games and whatnot. So I don't know if Dak took offense to that. And then Jerry was like, all right, well, we're paying our quarterback. We can't get rid of him. We'll get rid of the receiver. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of bad mojo if, if that's going on. I mean, I, I think there, there was some talk about it toward the end of the season, how Amari felt like he should be more involved in the offense, which he should have been. 
Um, I don't know what happened with Dak because Dak kind of fell off after he, he had looked, the injury. He looked dazed and confused. Like he had a red hot start and then the calf injury and then he just kind of looked confused out there. Very indecisive. I had so, never seen that before out of him or anybody. So, I mean, if that's going on in the locker room, I mean, obviously Dak's not going anywhere. Well, no, and I don't want to uh, – I'm not going to trade Dak unless I'm getting someone that I know is significantly better. So, and I mean, if that's if that's the situation and there's bad, bad blood between the two, then, you know, you got to do something to, to change that. I mean, that just creates bad mojo and bad team chemistry. So, if, if that's the case, then – it is what it is. He's he's not with us anymore. And and as far as Randy Gregory goes, I mean, yeah, that's another big, like big. Ed, like, he's a guy that's coming into his own. Like he had the weed problems, and now he's like actually becoming the star that everyone thought he was gonna be. Well, the language that they inserted and was inserted into the contract had to do with if he got fined, it would negate the contract. Negate what, the contract is what I heard. And so that's why he didn't want to sign it. Sign it. But, you know, I mean, the guy, he made a living doing nothing, man. He made a living sitting at home smoking weed while he's been suspended for, what, two years out of his four? Yeah. I, well, we gave him a much longer, much longer of a shot than I think any team would have given him his history. I hate to see that guy go, too. I mean, because he's a stud on defense, but. I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm surprised that he jumped and went went to Denver. But, I mean, that could be back to more locker room stuff too, though, you know? It could have been. Yeah, I I just I don't know because that leaves such a big hole for us now, and especially with DeMarcus Lawrence making so much money and he wasn't willing to, to restructure. I know we extended him, but he wasn't willing to restructure like his current contract for this season. Well, he's going to have to earn his money because, to be honest, I mean, he was out a good bit of the season. But well, he broke his foot, breaking your breaking a foot, I mean, breaking a bone like that. That could happen to anybody. Yeah, I know. But when he came back, obviously he was out and had some rest and whatnot. He just didn't seem dominant to me. That's fair. I don't know. We just have a big need now at edge rusher, and then like with whole like with get rid of Amari Cooper. Like that's fine if you're going to roll with C.D. Lamb, re-sign Michael Gallup, and then you have Cedric Wilson. Well, we let Cedric Wilson go too, and he went to Miami on a three-year deal for twenty-two million dollars. Maybe that's more than Dallas wanted to pay, but now we have to draft a receiver. Oh, well, we can bring back the bees. Fine, I'll bring back Cole Beasley if he's cheap. But I don't. I can't imagine Cole Beasley would want. Just a, a cheap deal to come back to us. I don't even know if he would want to come back to us because he knows he knows the drill in Dallas. Yeah, he might not. But if there's no other options for him, he may. I mean, that's true. But I just I don't know. We need a we need a number three receiver, and I don't know if Jerry's going to be willing to pay money to a guy like Jarvis Landry to come in, or I don't I don't know who else is on the market. But we we might have to waste a, a pick now on a receiver. In like the first or second round, and ideally, I want an offense. I want offensive linemen because we also cut Lyle Collins to save ten million dollars. Tyron Smith's not getting any younger, and Connor Williams. I wanted him gone anyways, but he left to go to the Dolphins as well. So we have like three needs on the offensive line, and now we need a receiver. Now we need an edge rusher because we couldn't take care of business with those guys. What are we doing? Next man up. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'm tired of next man up. I'm tired of next man up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, obviously, you got to get the offensive line taken care of. That that should be the most important thing. you got to give Dak time. I mean, obviously, he was confused the second half of the season and couldn't make a decision. And I don't know what his issue was. Hopefully, it's not an issue next year. But we definitely got to get offensive linemen. So, I guess maybe in the draft, you... That's what you look to do. Get a couple offensive linemen, maybe a receiver, and uh, a few defensive spots. We'll probably go get a tight end or something. It seems like we're always drafting tight ends. Yeah, so. I don't, I, I, I'm glad that we got let, got rid of Blake Jarwin because he was just a waste of space out there on the football field. He always got hurt. But whenever he's out there, he didn't do nothing. He dropped every pass we threw to him and can't block. Yeah, I'm not going to miss him. I, I, I was never on this Blake Jarwin hype train. 
I know he had one good game against the Giants the end of the like 2018 season. He had like three touchdowns. And then we go, here, take our money. That's what we did. Yeah. Dalton Schultz is way better. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. I wish we could have given him a deal, though, instead of a franchise tag. But that's that's fine for now. I like. I would rather lose a guy like Dalton Schultz than Randy Gregory. Really? I think so. I don't know, man. Edge rusher is so important, man. It's important, but... Edge rusher is so important. Offense, wear out your defense. If you can't keep your <laughs> offense true. on the field. I don't know. I'm just torn. I know. I, I would rather keep Dalton Schultz. I mean, we've seen what he's proven himself. I mean, he's... He, and actually, he was a sixth rounder, I think. Sixth rounder from Stanford, I believe. Maybe fifth rounder. So... Yeah, um, for Gregory to leave, it... it I mean, I hated to see him go, but at the same time, it's like good riddance. We gave you, we stood behind you, we paid you. Yeah, but we did kind of, we did kind of play around with the contract at the end, though, and then he went and signed the same one, the same exact contract, the Broncos. So yeah, and we you know played what? around, we got cute. I, I understand that, but how much free money did the guy get? I mean, they were just looking to have a little insurance, that you know, a little incentive for this guy to. Do what he needs to do and handle his business. I mean, because the first couple of years, the only business he was worried about was a little shake and bake. Okay. So. I love your analogies today. <laughs> I love I love your analogies. I just I just don't like that. Like the thing too is is what like Lyle Collins. We said we were going to cut him, and then they're like, "Oh no, let's try and trade him." Well, no one wants to trade for a guy you're just going to cut. So we ended up cutting him anyway. So that just sucks because we need a right tackle. We need someone to replace Tyron Smith because he's on his last leg and he's out. I think he's out of here probably next year or the year after. You need a left guard. You need an edge rusher now. You need receiver. We need probably two receivers in the draft. Our center isn't all that great either. I mean, Biotis is fun. Like, I can live with him. At least we didn't get rid of him. Like, I can live with Biotis. I I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect come this season. I guess more of the same. When I mean more, I mean more, more. I I just, my expectations have kind of, my expectations are always high just because you always want your team to, everybody wants their team to win the Super Bowl, but I just, eh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, We did re-sign Leighton Van Der Esch today. We were going to let him walk. And we re-signed him to a one-year deal today. Wow. Well, one year. Guess how much money? That's something. I don't know. $18 million. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. No. I would actually probably no longer be a Cowboys fan if we paid him $18 million for a year. So they pay him? Three, it can be worth up to $3 million. Really? Seems a little low to me. Well, he hadn't signed anywhere else. Kind of figured someone would scoop him up. I mean, like he's fine. He had a good rookie year, a great rookie year, but then he's been hurt. But I, I think by signing him, though, we're probably out on Bobby Wagner. Well, we got some money to play with, though. I mean, yeah, but it, it says here in this article that conversations with Bobby Wagner have not gone far. Wow. And we're it looks like we're we're going to get Jaron Curse back, I think, as well. But I don't know. I like I just see so many teams making splashes, and we ain't making splashes. We're, oh, we're making, making splash, just the wrong kind of splash. Yeah. Well, it's like belly flopping into the pool instead of a a big cannonball. That's what it is. Well, it's like the little drip thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> little short dude jumping into the water. That's what. That's what it is. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know, man. But I listen. I'm not getting my hopes up anymore. I'm not listening to any media saying all oh, the Cowboys are for real this year, just because you believe that for a while and then get to the playoffs. And like, the problem is, is, we play down to every team. We are more talented than a lot of teams, okay. and we play down to everybody. Cowboys are like the Lakers, man. They, they, uh, Why are we fans of the Cowboys and Lakers? Because <sighs> of the glory days? We, we've eaten pretty good off of the Lakers. I mean, we did get I have, chance. especially, and I've eaten pretty good off the Cowboys. Granted, it's been 25-plus years, but we had a good run there. I had a good run, yeah, I should say. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks. I mean, thanks. I just, I, I just don't get it when you have a team like that. But it also goes on to coaching, too. I mean, you look at our freaking head coach. He's so I, – I just think he makes a lot of bad decisions. Always going on on fourth down. He's, he's, he's I'm okay with some of them, but 
others like i I, management is terrible yeah i feel like okay so obviously you don't play video games and whatnot like madden ea madden is probably the biggest video game franchise like ever and kids play it it actually teaches you a lot about time management because you can call timeouts and try to score before the end of the half or end of the game whatever like i feel like i could coach a team just i could be a time management coordinator for a team if that was a position because like i play madden i understand how the game clock works i understand situations i could be i could be a coach well I could I could lead a team through a time management situation if I needed to. McCarthy's not playing Madden. He's playing Pong. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. He needs to get with the times, man. I mean, it's so – I don't – I just don't get it, though. I feel like you and I could make a good team coaching the Cowboys. Uh, I can't be father, worse. Father, father, son. Coach can't be any worse. And boy wonder that – Kellen Moore? It's supposed to be the – this great OC, but I just I, it makes me scratch my head because one week he can he can call a great game, but then the next week it's crap. But then it also comes down to execution. Players need to be out there executing. I mean, if you got your quarterback is head in the clouds, he's he's confused. He's not making quick decisions. He's not making good decisions. I mean, that goes a long way and dictating how your team's gonna do if you can't keep your offense on the field and you wear out your defense and that was our mo granted our defense was a lot better last year it was very good last year the year before it was very painful uh, indeed uh but they can still never get like a stop like when we need it most though probably the worst game in history was danucci era when everybody oh, and their God. mother was throwing a play out there to See who could call the worst play. I listen. I I appreciated the game plan at first, like the trick play at first. Where what, what did we do? Some kind of like double reverse or whatever. But it was a joke. It was so no, well, no. To watch. Like, it, I liked it at the beginning, but then it, it just got to the point where I was just like, "Come on, man! Like, why are we running sixth grade offense out here?" Yeah, it was a quadruple reverse with a flea flicker. Uh, I don't even know what. Junk. That's what it is. Yeah. Ben DiNucci was throwing the sidearm BS. But the thing, I kind of liked how he threw it. It kind of reminds me of uh, Brett Favre a little bit and Mahomes. I mean, how they have that little. Well, I guess with like the, granted... the little moxie and the little pizzazz, <laughs> but no accuracy to it. Yeah. Danucci's like tossing pizzas out there. <laughs> like, just, like, I don't know what he's doing. He's, I, a, he's like chef out on the field. So true. I just didn't. The play calling. Like, we ran Wildcat in that game a lot. I don't like Wildcat. And it used to be a big thing a long time ago. It's not a thing anymore. No one ever runs Wildcat anymore. Because it's so easy to stop now because it's usually going to be a run play i don't know that was probably the most painful game i ever watched and the funny thing is too is we almost won that was terrible we had a chance we almost won the game we were leading at halftime i don't know that just that's one for day but it was it was just unfortunate because you know we lost dak and then andy dalton had the concussion and then i think he had covid the following week so i think he was out so he was out with a concussion, and that's when Danucci played. And then we brought in Garrett Gilbert, and Gilbert almost helped us beat the Steelers, but we lost because of a bogus penalty call on that interception. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, we had a lot of bad calls against us as well. I mean, you never, never like to see officiating be a deciding factor, but unfortunately, it happens way too often. I mean, things get missed in this day and age. I don't understand how that's even a possibility when you have instant replay. And I agree. There should be somebody saying, "Hey, you know, look at this or look at that." Or well, like the the Cardinals game that we lost in the regular season. You remember that? Like it was like a third down play or something like that. And if the Cardinals got a first down, the game would be over. When Chase Edmonds like fumbled it, but they caught him down, and we didn't have any timeouts left, so we couldn't challenge. But it was outside of two minutes, too. So. We could still challenge timing-wise, but we didn't have any timeouts to do it. And inside of two minutes, the booth automatically reviews plays, but they didn't review that one. And I was, yeah, that was that was really confusing and perplexing because they showed it on replay on TV. Everyone saw it on the jumbotron. I don't know what people are looking at. 
Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I hate blaming because I, I know we're not a perfect team. I know we shoot our own selves in the foot uh, nine times out of ten. But that one time out of ten, when we play a good game and we have a shot to win, seems like we, uh, we get the short end of the stick a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see inconsistency in refereeing. I mean, or you have a consistent game all the way through, and then you get to the end, like in the. The Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals, and it seems like penalties determine the outcome yeah, of the game. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I feel like the Bengals should be Super Bowl champs. Well, Aaron Donald was offside on that last play. He was in the neutral zone, and we got called for that a lot in the like last stretch of games of the season, Randy Gregory especially, and they didn't call it on Aaron, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I don't he know. Was, and, he was like, and it wasn't even like close, either. It was, he was pretty obvious. All you can do is shake your head. It's in the books. What are you going to do? Just hope that it's not something that occurs again down the road. Do you think the Bengals could get back to the Super Bowl anytime in the next couple of years? I mean, they could. I never expected but, them to get to the Super Bowl well, this year. Right, but I'm just saying like now with like kind of how loaded the AFC is because now Deshaun Watson's playing again and he'll be with the Browns. Russ is in Denver. Lamar Jackson will be healthy. Like... Uh, if You're they, going up against a, a freaking gauntlet. If they get their offensive line straightened around, I don't, I don't see why they, they can't. I understand what you're saying with how the other teams are loaded now, but, I mean, you don't. I don't think anybody really looked at the Bengals as a loaded team, but they, they just went out and won games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it back, but I guess I'm not expecting them That's to get fair. back to the Super Bowl. Uh, one more question. Quick update on our Cowboys. We did sign someone. Who? We signed former Steelers wide receiver James Washington to a one-year deal. He's kind of kind of uh, meh. I guess there's your number three. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well. He is from Texas, so he gets to play in his home state now. Woohoo. Yay. I'm so stoked for him. Hopefully he turns out to be something. Well, I mean, listen, we kind of just crapped on him there. Like, it's not his fault that we suck. He's just not joining the team. I was just expecting something more. Splashy. More. What's Mike Tomlin say? Splash. You mean Mike Breen? No. No. Tomlin. Mike Tomlin says splash? Yeah. When? He said it in like uh, news conferences and stuff. I also feel very dumb because Mike Breen says bang, not splash. If you go to the Dan Levitard show... Well, I used to listen to it all the time when it was on ESPN, and then they took it off of ESPN. But they used to, they had uh, has him recorded saying "splash," and they would like use it throughout the show. Oh yeah, they always recorded yeah. stupid little stuff like that to play. Yeah, I I, I never understood the Murray. I just Murray. I love that show. I wish it was still on. They have their own podcast now, but it doesn't seem to be. It's not what it was. Isn't that on ESPN Plus though? Don't you have to pay for that? Uh, or is it no. like Apple Podcasts? They're they're nothing to do with ESPN anymore. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So he's stuck, <laughs> but he has his own pod now. Yeah, it's still is it the same show pretty much, or do they not have I, the same I have effects? A, I haven't really listened to it. I mean, once in a while, like when I get finished listening to you know the Will Ford show or Toboggan oh, Talk, appreciate it. Toboggan Talk, um, it'll like come on right afterwards because I have listened to their podcast right. before, right. And what I've heard lately, I haven't actually heard Dan Levitard or Stu Gotts or anybody. It's been like fill-ins, but... I don't like Stu Gotts. Stu's awesome. No, man. I don't like Stu. It's, I don't even know what it is. It's just like, I don't like him. Stu Gotts. I don't know. It just, his face makes me angry. Well, I used to listen to that show. I loved it. I just... It was a great show. Stu Gotts just made me angry for no reason. Well, his name is John Wiener. That's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather Stu Gotts or John? Oh Wiener? no, I it's Stu Gotts for sure. But what? Well, what? I would change my name too if I went. If my name was John Wiener. Yeah. Wow. Stu Gotts. It, it was a good show. I loved that show. But everything changes. Nothing stays the same. That's true. The only thing constant is change. It's a, it's a it's good words of wisdom to close the show, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on four years overdue. But yeah. Well, hopefully I haven't bored anybody or made people scratch their head wondering why this guy's on the radio, what he's uh blabbering about. But yeah, thank you for having me on. It's uh 
it's long overdue and i've always been kind of apprehensive i guess to come on because this isn't my thing and it's yours and so so. but you've come a long way from day one and i'm very proud very proud thanks dog uh, you're just saying that no it's true and then even with the toboggan talk with you and garrett Moore, i've enjoyed listening to that so hopefully you guys get some more of those yeah uh, yeah we've been been slacking the last couple weeks we gotta get on that but that's all for episode 159. We tried to cover as much NFL news as possible there. I'm sure that stuff has probably happened while we've been talking that I haven't seen. I, I'm just waiting for, like, I don't know, the NFL to explode. Uh, we'll see you in episode 160, and I'm sure we'll have more NFL news to cover then. And this is WFS, The Will Ford Show. Woo! <laughs> Dad, give me that goo, goo, goo. Goo, goo, goo. <laughs> I'm in hot from sea. <laughs> I, I, I won't keep it. I won't.